Welcome to the Sparkle Shamelessly with Lainey Love podcast. I'm your transformational host, Lainey Love Dalby, and I'm on a mission to free human spirits to sparkle shamelessly and step into their authentic power, including you, beloved listener. On this podcast, we're gathering fireside from around the globe for monthly interviews, storytelling, spiritual teachings, and sacred practices with style, sass, and the sacred. Come on over to LaineyLoveDalby.com for more spiritual and leadership development resources. And now, on to the show! Hello, beloveds! We are so thrilled to be back here with you today on the podcast. And I want to invite you to take a moment to visualize that we're gathering in our virtual sacred circle now from across the globe for an intimate fireside chat with my soul sister and fellow badass creator, Tony Vergens, the founder of Journey Dance. So I invite you to just close your eyes for a moment and breathe in all of our beloveds that are circling around and nestling up next to the fire. And just allow yourself to fully arrive here now into this sacred container from wherever you're tuning in. So just join us in a deep breath here. And on the exhale, ah, letting out anything that might not be serving you in this moment. And breathing in again. Ah, and once more. Ah. Hmm. Welcome. So I'm so deeply honored and grateful to have Tony beaming into the Soul Sparkle Sanctuary with us today. She has been developing Journey Dance since 1997 and has now touched the lives of more than 75,000 people in her classes and workshops. She believes that movement has a power to transform by bringing people back in touch with their innate energy and creative wisdom. She has produced a popular and instructional journey dance CD, clothing line, set of love your body, love your life cards, and recently also an album featuring her vocal magic. <laughs> She's been featured in Yoga Magazine and Fitness RX, and she leads a growing team of over 500 journey dance teachers internationally and continues to offer classes and workshops worldwide that are totally badass. So amazing. Welcome, sister. Thank you for being with us here today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so as you all know, each moon cycle in our Sister Hive Learning and Practice community, we're deepening into one of the 13 pillars of the sacred art of sparkling shamelessly. And this moon, our pillar from the sacred art, is to be an embodied leader. And our theme is birthing our love into action because we can't shine our full light and sparkle shamelessly in the world if we're not fully inhabiting our own skin. 
<laughs> embodiment is essential on the revolutionary journey. We really need a fierce container for the awakening that is upon us now so that our nervous systems don't go into overload and so that we can truly show up as we're being called with our unique medicine at this time to really be able to live our divine legacy fully embodied. And we also, can't, <laughs> we also can't arise until we're grounded and rooted and having that sturdy foundation to really be able to move forward into our full potential. We really, you know, have this invitation to come back home to our bodies, come back home to the earth, come back to our true nature and our wildness, which has been the most profoundly nourishing part of my own journey. And that's why I share this in all the work that I do. And I know Tony has a lot to share around this too. And you know, the body is really a bridge to communion. It's our direct connection with the web of all life. It's our vehicle to oneness. But most of all, they are a direct portal to our power and sovereignty, especially as women. And so that's why I'm so thrilled to have Tony here with us today, since I know she has so much to share around being an embodied leader in the world. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh. I know oh, it's a oh, very oh. juicy conversation. <laughs> I forget how much I love you until I'm back in your presence. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a person who's like, yes, you light my fire too. So grateful <laughs> to be here. So I'd love yeah, it if you could start by sharing a bit about your own revolutionary path that led you mm. to develop and create Journey Dance as a global phenomenon. Wow. Well, I really feel that like I'm riper than ever. And I just turned 50 years old. I just want to share that with everybody. If you're afraid of aging, I'm telling you, it's totally freaking awesome. And I feel like 49 to 50 was a rough transition, but I feel like now I like get, I get it. Like I get what I'm doing here. I get why I'm here. I'm not on the same quest I was at when I developed Journey Dance, but I'm in a totally different like level of myself and it's so enjoyable and it's still, you know, really gritty and really intense because that's what I've signed up for. So Developing journey dance was not something that I had like this dream like when I was three I'm gonna be a dance teacher. And I'm gonna create a dance form and I'm gonna be this and that I never had any of those thoughts and I want to assure you if you're one of those people who doesn't know what you're doing with your life or you feel like you're not living your passion it, it is such a, it's usually a, a, a mystery that happens. No one would believe that I am who I am today based on the history that led me to who I, who I, who I've become. So it is a revolutionary journey. I will honestly tell you that. I mean, I remember sitting in the, in my grandfather, I was driving my grandfather to, I've never told the story before, by the way, I don't even know it's coming through. So I'm going to tell it to you. I was driving my grandfather to the nursing home where he was living. And I was about 20, probably 24 maybe 25. And he was telling me a story how he was a singer and whoa, and he used to do this opera stuff, but he never lived his dream. He was going to go to Juilliard, but then what happened was he met this woman and they had a great pharmacy and the, the, the father was going to take him into the pharmacy with all the other brothers and he was going to become a pharmacist. And it really destroyed him on a soul level. I truly believe he was not a happy man. I mean, I loved him. He was my grandfather. And I never forgot that. And 
when I when I drove him, this is the fun. There's was, was more to the story. And when I drove him, and I we arrived at the at the at the nursing home place. It was like more of an assisted living place. And I baked him all these cookies, and I was giving him the cookies as I was leaving. And he he said to me, you know, I was I was very skinny, and I was working. I was always working out, and I was kind of a mess to be honest at this point in my life. And he says to me, I said, here, Grandpa, I made you these cookies. And he's like, let's eat the cookies. So we opened them up, and he's eating cookies. He's like, eat a cookie. And I'm like, nah, I just baked them for you. And he's like, eat the cookie. I was like, oh, eat the cookie. Fuck. I have to eat the cookie. Okay? So I know this doesn't make sense in a full story, but I think you get my drift. So at that point in my life, I, he doesn't even know this, and I say thank you to that ancestor Grandpa Ben right now, because I've never thanked him for that story. And I'm sitting here with you, Lainey, and that's when all this magic comes through and this weird stuff pops out of my mouth. But that's such a significant story in my life because I wasn't going to eat the cookies. I was going to leave the cookies with him and go on with my little life, living in New York City, working in corporate America, which I despised. And, and I ended up, in over the next three years, literally moving, discovering my body, curing myself, healing myself of bulimia, bulimic exercise, bulimic food. I had so many issues and I changed everything. I left New York City. I love New York City, but I left it and I went and started living in an area where dance was everywhere. I mean, I studied improv contact improvisation, modern. I was 25 already and, you know, I found my path. It wasn't like I had developed this my whole life. Suddenly I was like, oh, I did this dance thing and then I felt my body and I felt my feelings and I said, oh my God, this is what I have to do with my life. And I burst into tears, hysterical, in the corner. I, I, wrote, I wrote a blog post recently, crying in the corner. You know, that was me crying in the corner. And no one even talked to me afterwards. It was just one of those moments. I was at Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, which I, to this day, I always say thank you to Kripalu. I love you because I met some of my greatest teachers there. And at that moment, I decided I had to do this. And literally, my life changed on a dime. It was one of those dime changes. And it's kind of that story that for the next 25 years, literally, I've been developing journey dance because what I was doing on the dance floor was so much more than just, you know, dancing around what I thought I was doing. And I started this idea. I started feeling slightly like, okay, while I'm on this dance floor, I am connecting with something other than me. Like I am, I am not here. Like I am, I am channeling something. It's a weird word to use, but I felt like I was downloading whatever the right word is. I was just in this space where spirit was coming through me and I was like oh my god not only am I dancing which I love to do so much because I love moving my body but just for the healthy reasons there were no mirrors there were no steps there was no comparison I was working through the chakras and I was doing back then I was doing mostly chakras because that's what I was comfortable with and I started doing something that I never knew was possible I started telling my story to the dance floor I started playing music that was so weird like I would play at the time, it was weird. 25 years ago, it was weird to play like really intense music. You know, everybody was playing like, you know, pop, you know, and I was playing stuff that was a little bit off the edge. And then I was playing like cello music and I was getting really emotional. And I started to realize that I could tell my stories to the dance floor. I could process the past. I could process the now. I could expunge. I could, I could release through dancing instead of through these really negative habits that I was using to control my, my, my being. And then I did one thing that stayed with me forever. Tell your story. The dance floor was one of them. And the second one was I realized I had so much shit to burn. And I started creating these little fire ceremonies. I was 27 at this point. 
had people get in a big circle and I wasn't having real fire. It was, it was, you become the fire, you become the flame, you, you activate every part of you and the music is playing, whether it was drumming or, or fun, crazy, wild music. It was just like a moment to say, what do I need to release? So I started with thoughts, what thoughts are old and limiting beliefs. And I would throw them in the fire, you know, any, I'm not good enough, any of that crap. And then I would do like, what's blocking my vision. What's blocking my voice. What's blocking my heart and my power and my sexuality and all of that. And I would just do these instant combustion ceremonies. And that became basically one of the signatures of journey dance, which is that we do this, we call it um, the creative visualization phase, the shamanic evocative emotion phase where we're releasing and that's how Journey Dance became into being. It was all me processing my own material without telling anybody my story and without really re-traumatizing myself because I was doing it with music. I mean, now they have studied what I'm doing. Like my, what I am doing, what I've done for 25 years has now been studied and codified and I could tell you everything and we're doing you know, this, we're doing this trauma thing where we match up, you know, this music with that music and all the things that psychology will tell you that we are doing overlaying the nerve or the neural networks. And it's amazing what is happening. But at the time it was unconscious to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I went crazy right there, but when you asked me like, what, how did I develop journey dance? It wasn't like I had a plan. I'm going to create a dance form to heal people. That is not how it went. It's like, you really do learn from your life experience and just to own it and say, it's okay, whatever you're going through right now and whoever's listening or watching, I just want to say to you, whatever you're going through right now in your life, whether it's good or bad or however you judge it, think of it and just remember it is just shining your diamond. It is just shining your diamond because that's the thing that the most difficult thing is going through what you're going through and not feeling like there's any purpose to it, but there is a purpose to it. I really, I will tell you, I believe there's a purpose to it. And whether you wake up to that or not is really going to be up to you and working with someone like Lainey, obviously you guys are very awake. I'm sure. <laughs> well, thank you for that sister. And I mean, I, I love <laughs> the way that the journey moved around because that is the way the journey is. It's like following clues on a, on like a mystery trail, you know, it's like, totally. a, and then choose your own adventure. And so really getting to hear some of those pieces, even some that I hadn't heard before is very profound. And just knowing that our unique story and our unique experience and all those pieces of our journey are the thing that create our unique soul sparkle and our medicine and that thing that mm -hmm. wants to be birthed through us that can only come through us, you know, like journey dance could only have come through you. And that's the beauty of it as, as a healing modality. And I can also thank Kripalu because that's when I originally met you <laughs> as well, yeah. you know, that, that space of healing where people come together. And, you know, I, I loved one of the things that I felt so strongly connected to around was the fire, the ephemeral mm -hmm. fire ceremony that you brought forward since we've done something similar for many years in Sovereign Sisters. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> how is this possible? And that idea of being yeah. the flame, you know, I feel like we, we should explore that. That could be part of our collaboration is like Absolutely. become the flame. You know, well, speaking to that, just the thing that has been my sort of motto for the last, I guess, I don't know, 10 years has been, how do you be the game changer in your life? You know, so when it's, it's not like I just suddenly started, like, I want to go a little bit more specific of how I did create the journey dance process. But what I realized when I was getting into my body and owning myself after years of just being sort of a floating emotional mess and trying to heal myself through, you know, food addictions and exercise addictions and all that other stuff 
what I realized was that if I don't get into my body and really feel my container and all my emotions, I really can't heal because stuckness is the lack of flow, right? So if I don't, if I don't feel, then I, I'm stuck. And I want to speak back to that. Remind me later about that because it's really important. Um, because I want to say something to that about what's happening in the world today. But on my journey, I, so I started with embodiment. Embodiment was really about like really falling in love with my container and just being so in my body and from everything from, so I started a whole process of floor work where I love rolling around on the floor. Sounds crazy as it is. Rolling around the floor is, is literally a healing modality just by itself. And I was, I was doing that years and years ago. And then my my sister, um, she was taking her son to OT therapy because he was having some, um, you know, adjustment issues into being a human being, which is very challenging. And they would, they would roll him up in a carpet. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I always wanted was that feeling of being back in the womb, rolled up in the carpet, you know, back in my body. So I really learned and, and figured out and tried everything. I mean, I've studied so much different types of movement so that I could bring it all and fuse it into this thing I call the embodiment stage. And that's one of the main keys. So embodiment is like number one and with, when it comes to journey dance. And number two, and I, I'm totally being honest, it's emotional release, really feeling the feelings and not being afraid of them. Of course, we're all afraid of them. I'm just being honest. Everyone is afraid to feel. And that is what I was going to come back to because right now in the world it's it's intense and we have a job to do and that is we have to and some of us are going to feel a lot and hate it and it's just it's just true we're going to feel a lot and hate it because i can't even watch the news at all like i am totally on a complete news fast at the moment because when i'm with my family of origin there's a lot of news going on and it's constant it's irritating and it's awful and i don't believe that's the reality of the world i think that's just what we're being shown through this very curated lens and the reality of the world is us and people doing their amazing work in the world. So that's like the thing that like, we have to ignore what we're being shown and look behind the veil and see, oh, this is what's happening behind the veil. We're all out there doing our thing. So I am, I am hopeful as, as can be that we're all out there doing our thing. Um, and then the third thing about journey dance is the, once you've like gotten into your body and you, you let yourself feel your feelings and you can like sort of shift, then you move into the creation. So what do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How do I connect with spirit and let it animate me through dance, through movement, through voice, through whatever is coming through without any judgment, without any worry? Like what, what is this? It's really a meditation, to be honest. It's like a full on active meditation where you're like, you could be yelling and shouting and emoting one minute and then the next 10 minutes later, totally calm and centered and in your body and like, oh my God, that's what I needed. Because it really, what I feel like is, is the reason why journey dance is becoming even more popular and right now it seems to be on this big, you know, rise is because we need places to connect. We need places to touch and breathe and sweat together. Not just, you know, I mean, I love the internet. I'm so excited we're having this interview and we still need places to actually physically touch yeah. and have those connections and feel and be held. And one of the things that, that in the development of journey dance, I realized was that we do a lot of exclusion because we don't want to deal with pain and sorrow joy we're cool with like as long as you're happy we can be friends but as soon as there's some pain or sorrow we do this like exclusion thing and it's really dangerous like right now we have to say you know what i'm gonna hold space for you even if you are weeping and miserable 
I'm going to hold space for you because if you don't, if you don't feel it through, it's just going to, it's going to reside, you know, rather than move and be flowing. So that's really like what I feel like is happening right now. And I, I've just decided I am love and I'm going to be a container and I need containers too. And people hold me so I can feel my feelings and we have to do our own work in the meantime of teaching, always doing our own work, even while we're teaching. So I'm just having fun with you right now. Well, I love you bringing that up because, you know, that is the basis for both of our work in the world. Like the idea of bringing people together in person, Mm. in sacred circle, in sacred containers for them to step more into their bodies, come back home to their truth, get rid of, release, burn away, alchemize what is no longer serving. It is so right now for us to grow, for us to birth our love into action and to be embodied leaders. And we need each other. We need to lean in to each other. And as you said, hold space for each other to rise. That is the new feminine paradigm of leadership that we've really been talking about on this podcast. It is really a non-hierarchical way that we are coming together. And I also believe that reconnection is the medicine that our world most needs right now. It will bring end to the violence and the separation and the deep 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 pain that we are experiencing so thank you yeah i want to i'd love to speak to that you just brought up like so you know it's funny like you know i was writing a post on facebook and i was trying to be totally honest and i felt myself pull back into that curated facebook personality which i i hate to be honest with you guys part of me wants to just say fuck it i'm gonna say whatever i want on facebook from now on and just be totally fully but i didn't and i wrote some Thing like this journey dance basically saves my life because I, I wrote journey dance keeps me going but what I really wanted to say was journey dance saves my life yeah. because and I know it sounds terrible and scary to think about that but I have to I'm a feeler I am an I'm an empathic human being and I, I have a very I'm not an empath I'm what's called clairsentient so I can feel the room so if I go places I'm like oh, I gotta get out of here oh I like it here you know I'm very feeling sense doesn't matter what it looks like what anyone says to me I just feel and one of the reasons why I became bulimic as a teenager was because I didn't know that I was clairsentient I'm in this high school with like thousands of kids I am a mess I'm walking in the halls like uh no one knows I'm doing this I'm like trying to be cool you know and not be like crying every two minutes but I hated it you know and until I got my own practice to say, okay, how do I be an empath? How do I be a feeler in this world? It is so intense and it's so sensitive. I'm so sensitive, right? So I know I'm not alone. I know that you are with me. And there are so many sensitive, we are such sensitive people and we have been so desensitized. And the thing that I think will stop the violence this is what I wrote in my little post. I was like, what I think will stop the violence is I have to stop being violent with myself. I have to stop being violent with others. I have to stop judging and buying into all the crap. And I just have to say, you know what? Everybody's on a journey. Everybody's healing from their wound. Everybody's been conditioned by their parents. No offense to their parents, but it's ancestral conditioning. It has to be changed. It has to be shifted. So we have to step up and make a realization. Okay, I am conditioned. I will be the game changer and I will be nonviolent because, you know, I'm raising two teenage boys. Let me tell you, I am... I feel it. And my children are, are half Mexican. So they're people of color. They're mixed. Okay. So it's going to be intense for them. They're already feeling it in, in certain ways. So we have lots of deep conversations about what it means to be, you know, we used to, now they're teenagers. They don't want to hear anything from me, but we used to have great conversations. We will again, but you know, they're going through that phase, but it's like really saying, you know what, like, even if I say, 
even if I keep saying, oh my God, you're not good enough. You're never going to make it. You haven't got done enough. Yeah, but it's still violence. Like, no, it's time to change your con. I don't care where you are on your journey, but I want to say this to you. If you could, if you could say to yourself, I am enough and I've done enough already, you would, you'd, it would change your whole pathway. Yeah. Instead of feeling like I'm not doing enough, I'm never going to do enough, it's never going to be enough. That's not true. You have done so much already. Think about your life and all the people who you've touched. I mean, Lainey, you, you of all people, you have, I could say to you, honestly, like, what if you've done enough already? Now everything else is just, is just like icing on the cake. It's like you built the cake. The cake is already there. That's how I feel. And I feel like we have to just all acknowledge that we matter and, and we are worthy right now, not in 10 minutes or when I do this or when I achieve that right now. And that's like what I'm, I'm working on that right now, as always, keep re, re-changing my thought patterns and re-owning that I can choose my thoughts. Best thing that I ever figured out, and that was with a lot of help from many different psychic healers and therapists and coaches and shamans, I can choose my thoughts. I can curate my thoughts, just like you can curate your Instagram. Yeah. And just like we're co-creating our lives as a great masterpiece for the good of all, which you know, I believe. And let's just say it now together. I am enough. I, I am enough. <laughs> you are enough. You are beautiful. I am beautiful. We are worthy. You are we enough are- and you are worthy. Yes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and gathering together to have those mirrors, to be reminded that we are worthy and that we are enough and that we are love and to remember to love ourselves and to love our bodies, our beloved yeah. vessels, our earth suits that face so much abuse from our culture and our world that we've oh. taken on and internalized that violence and just... Oh like slowly starting to clear that away and I totally feel you in you know sharing about walking through the high school halls and you know I didn't feel safe in my (laughs) either I didn't feel safe being here on earth you know and so I did everything I could to numb myself out and distract myself and I ate and I drank and you know exercised as well and it's like those I know (laughs) you know and it's like that that's why this journey is so essential to remember to come home to come back to the body thank you for reminding us all yeah and you as well you know thank you for the powerful work you do because movement is such a portal back home to our bodies to enter back into our vessels you know and So I, I want to touch on something that you shared about being spiritually sensitive, you know, and how that can make it so difficult to be here. I know we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about like how it feels oh, to yeah. be a misfit and feel alien and feel like you don't belong <laughs> and that you're too much and blah, 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 blah. you know, and so many of the people that I'm speaking to have either been told they're not enough or they're too much, you know? So what would you say today to anyone listening that's feeling like that? Mm. That's a big question, I know, but what would you want to say? Oh, good. So good. So important. So one of the things that I've I've learned in teaching for 25 years, which is a long time. I was 25 when I started. I can't believe it. I'm sort of like, oh my God, time warp. But what I've learned, and this is going to sound really maybe a little bit foreign to you, but what I've learned is what I need to hear the most is the best advice I can give to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds weird. Like we're also such good advice givers, but to really get down into it on a cellular level, which is where I want to be totally changed. 
I have to go deep inside and say to myself, okay, what do I most need to hear? So if I say I was raised in a family where not good enough was a very common theme because, you know, we're supposed to be successful, blah, 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 all the crap, or, or if it's whatever it might be or too much or whatever, is to really drop in very super deeply and touch my own heart and say to myself, what do I most need to hear? Oh my God, you are such a beautiful soul. You're such a sweetheart and start talking to myself. And I know that I could give you all like all this advice and everything, but I feel like what I'm going to do instead is model what I do. So I have body conversations and heart conversations with myself and with my clients. I do it with them, but this is a time to say, how, how do we really heal that? We heal it by saying, Oh my God, you've done so much already. Oh my God, Tony, you rock. You're so fun. People love you. You, do you love you? Do I love me? I do. I love you. And just really get in there and squeeze myself and be like, oh, I do love me. I know I'm being silly, but I would say to you, if I was going to give you the, the most important advice would be really to start. And even if it's just fake it till you make it, just touch your skin and say, oh, you're so beautiful. Mwah. Thank you, body. Because you know you love it. Like there's a part of you that does love the body, even though it's hard to be here, right? We came here to feel the body, to be like, oh, touch and sensation and all these things. Otherwise, we'd just be hanging out in spirit, right? We wouldn't be here incarnate going, okay. And then and then to really start kicking your thoughts. So I have a, a process. I call it mind-busting technique. There's many people doing it in different ways, but I'm a real visceral person, so I call it mind-busting like it was Ghostbusters. and if a thought comes in like, you sound fat, I have to look at it and go, you know what? And then I go, what if it goes, no, you really are fat. I'm like, no, I'm actually not fat. I know exactly. I mean, I know I'm not fat. And I, my, I am going through some changes, but I'm not fat. And then I go, you know, bink. And then I'll be like, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, uh. and I'll be like, you know what? yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and I'll kick it. And I'll eventually be like, okay, that thought is not a, cho- a, cho- a choice that I would like to make. So I'm going to go into myself and say, what do I really believe about myself? I am beautiful. I am voluptuous. I am sexy. I am fun. I am a dancer. I'm strong. And then I start filling myself with those thoughts. And if I feel into those thoughts, I can change my whole nervous system and my whole emotional pattern. But if I feel into the other shitty thoughts, I'm going to create that vibration. And that's not who, that's not who any of us really truly are. So the mind busting technique is I call it like, if you give it, if you give it residence, oh, yes. it goes down and in, right? So you can't give it residence. You have to kick it. Yeah. I could stand up and show it to you. So I do my little, you know, you know, just for fun, just for a little fun. Just, just to say, no, no, thank you. And mostly the negative thoughts that will come through and sort of take you down. What, you know what they are? This is a key. They are little obnoxious messages and reminders that you're not present or you're not in your body or you're not happy right now and you're not expressing it like it's going to give you a little message so you remember oh yeah you know what i'm totally in my head right now or i'm totally in the past right now i'm not present i'm not in the moment that's what those little negative thoughts should remind you of because they're not now they're not here and now one of the mantras we do in journey dance is i am here and now it's a big difference I just listened to Wayne Dyer and he said something so great. He said, what if your past was just awake and you were on the boat and you're on the front of the boat and you were just, this is you on the front of the boat and the past was just awake behind you. That, I loved that <laughs> to try to remember that instead of attaching because otherwise we attach and then we get all into the wound and we bond with the wound like Carolyn May says and then we're like in the wound. 
that is no fun. And I know I've been there. So it's not like I'm saying it's easy. This is not easy stuff. It's easy to speak words, but to do the real work is to feel through it. So that would be my, that would be my advice. My advice would be to excavate and dig. Where do you get these messages of I'm not good enough messages? Where do they come from? And do you want to have them reside within you or do you want to kick them out and say, it's time for you to move out? I have new people coming in. I've got, I love me. I'm a sassafras, whatever works for you and play with it. Do it with your body. Like put on a song. Like I got this song. It's like, I never play it in class, but it's like my new favorite song. And it's like, it's very sexual. And I'm just like, this really makes me feel good. I'm just going to play with this song and feel my love for myself instead of always externalizing. So I hope that was helpful. Yeah, but no the key we, we actually Voice dialogue. Yeah, tell yourself what you most need to hear because that's going to be the message. Because no one else is going to tell you unless you tell them to tell you, right? Because they don't know what you need to hear. Only you do. Yeah. yeah, we actually have a practice that we talked about a couple of podcasts ago called Jeffrey and Wilma that's a little bit similar. And Jeffrey is the judgment, the ego, fear, failure, resistance, and yielding all those negative thoughts coming in and really uh -huh. turning the volume down on Jeffrey and bringing in the voice of Wilma, which is the wisdom and the intuition and the laughter and the mastery, oh, of which is really exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's like- it how can we turn down the volume on those voices that inevitably will be there and really turn up volume on those thoughts that are going to help us co-create the life that we actually want to step into and who we are here to become, you know? So I really honor that and I love that. And, you know, of course there are so many crossovers with, I just love, there's so much, uh, there's so much medicine and magic here and I can't wait for us to collaborate, which I know is coming soon. So yes. stay tuned, stay tuned. And it has been so awesome having you here on the podcast sister and sharing your medicine with the world world and you know just so excited for all you have coming up and to continue to see journey dance to explode in the world as it as it is needed at this time as you have you so your powerful love through the journey dance container so thank you thank you thank mm, you thank you so much <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, beloved. To hear more from our guest, join us in Sister Hive to receive a masterclass from her at sisterhive.community. Additionally, you can find more about her at journeydance.com. Trillions of years of evolution and revolution led to you. It's time to remember who you truly are and why you're here at this most powerful time in human history. It's time to allow your full spiritual magnificence and the raw truth of who you are to come forth. It's time to be lit up and turned on and blazing true because the world needs your unique soul sparkle now more than ever. So remember, Someone out there needs you. Are you willing to finally come out of hiding and live your life so that they can find you? I'll leave you with that question for now, beloved, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. If you enjoyed the show today, please share it with your beloveds. And come on over to LaineyLoveDolby.com where you'll receive a free Soul Sparkle starter kit so you can begin your own journey to ignite your revolutionary potential today. 